This week's parasha is Parashas Afrei Mais Kedeshim. In Parashas Afrei Mais, the Pasuk says, Ushmartim es kukaisai ves mishpatai asher yasa oisam ha'adam v'chaibahem. A person has to keep the chukim and the mishpatim of the Torah that the man does v'chaibahem and he lives by them. He lives by virtue of these mitzvahs. In Yeshiva, we're learning now the sugya of Yehar Valyavar, and so we're all familiar with the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Dafayin Dalid, which says that all Averis in the Torah, except for the Gimel Chamuras, except for Avedazara Gilarash Vichastamim, the halacha is that if somebody tells you you must do this Avera or else I'm going to kill you, so then. By the three cardinal Averis, you have to um, allow yourself to be killed. But by all of the other mitzvahs ha then there's a din of Yavar v'al Yeharig. You should be either the halacha and not submit to being killed. And we learn it from this pasuk of Achaibahem. The pasuk says, Achaibahem and the Gemara Darshan's Velaisha Yamasbahem. The Torah never expects us to be Meisr Nefesh for all the mitzvahs. Three mitzvahs you have to be Meisr Nefesh, you have to give your life up for assuming that it's not a Shas Hashmad. A regular day, not a Shas Hashmad, there are only three mitzvahs you have to give up your life for. Everything else, the Torah doesn't want you to give up your life for. There's no mitzvah of Meisr Nefesh because the Torah says, Vachaybaham, you have to live with the mitzvahs and not die by doing these mitzvahs. People think when you hear the word he was Meisr Nefesh, Yidin were Meisr Nefesh throughout the ages, all of a sudden a person conjures in his mind visions of acts of martyrdom, that they're going by the Spanish Inquisition or they're going into a concentration camp and they're dying al Kiddush Hashem that's how we, you know, when we speak about Mesir Snefesh, that's the way generally we, uh, we associate the mitzvah of, of being Mekadesh Shem Shemayim with death. And that's very simply because there is a mitzvah of Kiddush Shem Shemayim when we're put to death. However, Rav Shach says that that's really a fallacy in a sense. When the Torah says v'chaibam, it doesn't mean that you're exempt from being Meisr Nefesh for doing these mitzvahs. But rather the pshat is that you're expected to do mitzvahs with a chiyos and to be Meisr Nefesh but in a, an alive way. There, there are certain things you have to, that the mitzvah is to be put to death for. And then there are certain mitzvahs that the mitzvah is you have to be meiser nefesh, you have to go through the hardship and do it. And the Torah wants you to do that while you're alive. It's not the trap, this is a patur. All mitzvahs in the Torah, if they put a gun to your head, you should be either. The pshat is the Torah is telling you, you have to live with the mitzvahs, you have to, we want you to be alive, not to have it easy, but to be Meiser Nefesh in an alive way, the Chaybahem. You're supposed to do the mitzvah itself alive with the Messiris Nefesh while being alive. That's the definition of a Chaybahem. 
Mesiris Nefesh while you're alive, there's a Mesiris Nefesh when you're dead as well. But sometimes it's much harder to be Meister Nefesh while you're staying alive than to be Meister Nefesh when you're not alive. There's a Misa that's told about the Rebbeis of Kara. We know that he had conversations with a Malach for many, many years. And he recorded all of these conversations, or many of these conversations, and it's a sefer called Magin Mesharim. And in this sefer, one of the conversations that he had with the Malach, somebody showed me, I gave this shir on Wednesday night to alumni, and one person happened to be recently in Eretz Yisrael, and he took a picture of himself outside of the, of, in Sfas, or Yisafare, there's a shul there, and there's a door, like a blue painted door, and there it says that this is where Rabbi Yisif Kara, the Mechaber, had conversations with a Mal- with a Malik, with a Magid. So there's a special room that he would have these meetings with, and in one of these meetings, this Malik told Rabbi Yisif Kara that you are going to be Zaycha to die al Kiddush Hashem. You're going to die in a state of martyrdom. They're going to kill you, and that's how you're going to die. And it's a tremendous thing. And he was very happy about this. It's a tremendous chutz to go. You go straight up to Elam Abba if you die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And then, you know, Yosef Kara is waiting and waiting and waiting, and, you know, it never happened. Then he got sick, and he's on his deathbed, and it looked like it was going to be a normal death. And he, he, he asked the Malach, he says, you promised me that I was going to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem, and why did that not pan out for me? So Malach says, you know what, you were supposed to die al-Kiddush Hashem, but you did something even greater, that you actually lived a life al-Kiddush Hashem. Jews are not people that are defined by death. We live, and we live with the Messir Snefesh to do Abayus Hashem. That's the Iker definition of Mahus of Yid is to Vachaybahem. Vachaybahem is like, in a way, a higher Madrega than dying al-Kiddush Hashem. It's not I mean, I'm not saying it's a small thing to die to Hashem, it's a tremendous thing, but it's, that's a one-time event, and sometimes, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's obvious we have to die to Hashem, it's less obvious when we do daily mitzvahs that we have to sometimes overcome a lot of obstacles, big and small, in order to do them. There the Torah says, v'chaibam, that's not a tour, that's a mandate. You have to, these are the shvachukim and mishpatim that a person must do, v'chaibam, you have to live them and do them alive with the mysterious nefesh. You know, the most famous martyr in Jewish history probably was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the, the great, one of the greatest Tanoim that we have and an amazing personal story about Rabbi Akiva which we all know. And Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara says, he died by the Romans. They were flaying his flesh the Masreka Shel Barzel iron combs and the Gemara says at the time that he was put to death it was man kriyashma haya and he started saying kriyashma and he was happy and he was makayim the mitzvah and you know people think that Rabbi Akiva said kriyashma in order to be makayim the din of dying you know with echad on his lips but Rav Shach says if you look in the Gemara the Gemara doesn't say that it makes for much more of a dramatic thing that as he's dying, he happens to, to utter, you know, a, a message of Amunah of Shema Yisrael. But the Gemara didn't say that he said it because he was dying. The Gemara says that it was Man Kriya Shema 
it was a regular day for Rabbi Akiva, it's, it's time for Kriyashma, I have to say Kriyashma. And the Talmudim were perplexed, like, you know, Rabbi, maybe you have a tour, you're getting killed now, like, let's, you know, put, put the mitzvah aside, you know, there's a much bigger thing to worry about right now. Rabbi Akiva was being Meisner Nefesh at that point to say Kriyashma, not Petiris, Yisrael, like a death type of, of departure. It wasn't a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem in a death way. It was a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem in a Mechaibam Dikka way. It was, it was a regular din of Kriyashma. It was Man Kriyashma. I have to say Kriyashma. It's true that it's difficult. It's not exactly, the timing is not great. They're about to kill me. They're torturing me as we speak. But it's not Kriyashma. I have to say it. Even now? Yes, even now. It's, that's the Chaibam. The Chaibam is a mandate of the Torah that you have to live with a mysterious Nefesh. We have to die if, if that should be. But more important than dying is to live like a Yid with a mysterious Nefesh to do the Rabbi Nishayim's mitzvahs. There's one mitzvah in particular that I want to focus on this morning. A mitzvah that we all need to have Mesiris Nefesh for, but I think it's like perhaps the 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 marquee mitzvah of Mesiris Nefesh. And I'll tell you why. The Gemara in Sanhedrin that we quoted before says that Misa Kiddush Hashem is never less than Asara Misrael. It's important to know these halachas of Chas V'Shalom, whatever, should be Nagaya. You know, you have to know when you have to be at Yavar Vayeharag, when it's Yavar Vayavar, and Rebuchan Masimin and the, you know, in, in, when they were in hiding in that home right near the, uh, the ninth fort where he would be taken. He was, I think he was in hiding in a house in Slabotka and Kopno is right over the bridge, and that's where when the Nazis ultimately found the Bukhanan and, and his 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 Chabura, and they they shafted him al Kiddush Hashem in, in Kopno, but he was in hiding in a house which is still up. If anyone of you I haven't been there, but I, I've seen many pictures of it. In Sabatka there's a house that that's where he was learning and they were he was giving Shiurim and he was giving Shiurim a lot of the Shiurim that he was giving, they were learning these halachas, the sugis that you're learning about Yehar Vayavar, he's teaching them, you know, exactly what it's all about and when you have to and when you don't have to. And the halacha is that there's only a din of giving up your life, Al Kiddush Hashem, for the Gimel Chamurais. In a situation that there's Asar Mishral, if you're in the presence of a minion, that's when you're mechayyed to give up your life. That's what the Gemara says. Because it says, when it Yisrael, you have to be Mekadeshem Shemayim, with death, amongst the Saich B'nei Yisrael. And then we learn Xer Shava of Taich Taich from the Meraglim. Because by the Meraglim it says, He Bablu Mitaich Ha'eda Ha'razais. You have to separate from amongst this Ada, just like over there, we were talking about ten Miraglim. Those were the bad guys. Yeshua and Kalev were good. And the rest of the twelve were bad. That's ten. That's the Saich. And that's an Ada. So to over here, Benekdashti, the Saich Bnei Yisrael, is a din that the Chiv of Yehar Vayavar is Dafka and a minion of Asar. If there's ten Yidin that are present, that's where there's a din to give up your life. Otherwise, you don't have to.
What do we see from here? We see that the mitzvah of Mesiris Nefesh is dafka in a matzav. The minikdash of Yisrael is in a matzav of a Yisrael. If it's in a minion, then there's a din of minikdash. Fascinatingly, there's a Gemara in Brachis and that Chafala from the days that says about the Inyanim of Kedusha. To say Kedusha, which we do every day, twice a day at least, Minayin Shein Hayachid Aymer Kedusha. How do you know that if I'm alone in my room, I cannot say Kedusha? Shenemar Vinikdashti Vesef Bnei Yisrael. Same Pasuks. You have to be Mekadish yourself. The, the din of Kedusha is Dafka Vesef Bnei Yisrael. And we learn Teich Teich Mimaraglim. There is nothing, no Dabrisha which is less than Asara. You always need anything, Barko, Kaddish, Kedusha, and anything listed in the, in the Mishnah and Megillah. There are certain things that are considered to be Dvarm Shabbatusha. Anytime you have a Dabrisha you need a minion. And we learn it from the same exact Pasuk. As we learn the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, when that day comes of martyrdom, there's a din, minikdashi, dafkin, a minion. So too, there's a living, there's a v'chaibra, minikdashi, which is dvarim shebetusha, need a minion. The Mishnah Brewer brings this down in Simon Kuf Chafei, Sif Katan Dalid. He says, V'tzarech l'chavin b'yayser b'kedusha, What's the kabbana that we're supposed to have when we say Kedusha every day? L'kadesh es Hashem Yisparach. To be M'kadesh Hashem. Mamash b'nikdashti. Just like when we're dying our Kedusha, we're supposed to sanctify Hashem's name. So too when we are saying Kedusha, we should be having this kabbana. To M'kadesh es Hashem. U'bizchut zeh yashra olav Hashem Yisparach Kedusha l'malo. There are tremendous things taking place when we say Kedusha, as we are being Mekadish Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch is Mashre Hashkina upon us. The Yechavim says the Mishnah Bura, you should have Kavana L'Kayim HaPasuk, V'Nekdashti B'Seif B'nei Yisrael. V'Arizal Haya Mazir Ma'aydalzeh. The Arizal was very makbed, he was very concerned about making sure to have these kavanas, and when you're saying Kedusha, you should mamish have the same kavana of an Ekdashti. When you're being put to death, Yehar Yavar, there's a din of an Ekdashti, and we have that opportunity, a lebedik of an Ekdashti, every single day, to be the mitzvah of an Ekdashti, in a minion of Asara, to say Kedusha. This is a Bechai Bohem type of inikdashti. All mitzvahs are. All mitzvahs have this din of Bechai Bohem. But this is something that I think you can't avoid but seeing how clear it is that this is mamish a kiyam of inikdashti. This is a Bechai Bohem inikdashti. The same possible. You can't get away from it. There's a din inikdashti in Meisri Nefesh in death in the meaning of Asara. And then there's a mitzvah to be Meisri Nefesh in life with the minion of Asara by saying Kedusha and by saying Varm Shabbatusha. I want to just give you just a little bit of a of a, a mashu of, of, of 
glimmer of how chashev Kedusha is. Saying Kedusha, which we say every day, you know that Kedusha, I'll give you the biggest proof that Kedusha is very chashev. In that, it's the only thing, I think, in Davenin, that I don't think you'd ever see people talking during Kedusha. Unfortunately, by the Sena people speak during Chazar Sashat, even though that's like the worst time to talk. You know, the Mechaber writes, the only place in the whole Da'al Chalki Shulchan the Mechaber says, Allah of Godol Avayna Minisai, that your Avera is too great to bear, is if you talk during Chazar Sashat. I don't, I never understand when I see, you know, people in general, but specifically B'nai Tara, talking during Chazar unless it's a very important matter. You know, just stop to schmooze during Chazar Sashat. It's terrible Avera. We have no idea how terrible an Avera it is to speak during Chazar but people do it. People speak during Kaddish. It's also a terrible time to talk. But nobody ever speaks during Kedusha. I've never seen it. Maybe you have. I've, I've seen people talk, talk during, you know, Kriyashma. I've speak, you've seen Mayrev, Shachar, Griffiths, Kriyashma, you name it. I've never seen anyone talking in my life during Kedusha. Kedusha has, like, some, there's some awe around Kedusha that people are very, very careful about. And I'm going to tell you today, in Islamic type of Kedusha, I'm going to tell you the type of how, how Chashev Kedusha is, and maybe that's why Pai Yisrael are Nizr in it, even though they might not know why they're so Nizr in it. There's a Medrash in Shirashirim in Parachas, Pasuk Yudgimo, on the Pasuk that says, Hayesheves Baganim, those that sit around in the gardens, Chaveirim Machshivim Lekailev, you should know that your friends are listening to your voice, Hashmi'ini, and they're paying attention. Sarashi so says, Chaveir Makshivim Makailech, Malachi, who's my friends? When I'm sitting in the garden, I should know that my friends are listening. Obviously, this is an allegory. What's the mashal? What's, what's the nimshal? Malachi Ashares, Chaveirecha, Bneelekim, Dugmasecha. Malachim, your colleagues, Bneelekim, these are you know, holy people, ho- not people, these are holy beings like you. They're coming and listening to your voice in Shul. And once they listen to your voice, they say, they say Kedusha. They're Makdish Hashem, but only after you. Shenemar, the Pasuk in Eir, says, that's the Malachim. There's a Gemara in Chulun as well, that said, the Aleph Mabez, Ein Malachi Asharis, I'm sure, Lamala, Achayyamur Yisrael Lamata. The Malachim do not sing Shira in Shamayim until Klai Yisrael down on planet Earth, us little people down here, we are able to trigger the Shira of the Malachim, but they have to be silent until we sing our, our Shira. And again, it quotes this passage. There are other Chazal and similar. So the question is, why do Malachim need us need to wait for us to say our Kedusha before they say their Kedusha. So if you're going to say, well, I don't understand the question. Maybe they do. 
If you're asking that question on my question, then we don't know, obviously, what a malach is. Now, we think passively, we think of a malach, you know, I don't like saying this in a base matters, but I think a lot of us maybe still think of Tinkerbell. You know, it's a little cute little angel that's fluttering around and whatever, that's, that's our concept, that's our notion of a malach. If we would really know what a malach is, we'd look in the Gemara and Chagiga, and the Gemara and Chagiga, which I don't have in front of me, but if you look at it, it shows you a little bit of how a malach is not fathomable in terms of its greatness, in terms of its mere size. I think it says like from the, 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 the bottom of the foot of a malach to its ankle or to its knee is like, you know, a hundred million light years away. It's like, you know, some crazy number. Like, it'll take a million years to get from the, if you're flying from the, from the foot of the malach to the, to the head of the malach. In light years, it's like, you know, it's galaxies away. Every malach. These malachim are huge. They're massive. They are so holy. They're right next to the shkina. They're mamish around the kisah covered. And they're absorbing the, 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 the ziva shkina day and night. These are very holy beings. And these holy beings that we just began to describe, and I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm just trying to give us all some faint, you know, understanding of what a, what a malach really is, something that we can never fathom. I mean, there is a debate, you know, in, in the Svarim, whether or not who's holier, is a malach holier or is Adam holier? But that's only like, Chaim Balazhin says, that's only like in a Bechira issue. Because, you know, even if you're saying a human being is greater than, than, than a mouth, that's only because a human being, you know, has the ability to do right and has the ability to do wrong. And this struggle gives us like a leg up over the mouth. But in terms of Kedusha, Chaim Balazhin says, don't, don't, you know, it's a joke. The Malachim are, you know, are, are like, you know, nuclear power plants of Kedusha. And we're like, you know, we're like a little light bulb. It's not shyach to, you know, to compare the kedusha of a malach to the kedusha of a human being. We have mindless over a malach that they don't have, and maybe they're jealous. So we have the Torah, and we have the ability to, you know, to be minatzeach over Yitzhara, and we have the ability to, you know, to have to have Tavis and yet overcome them. And we have the there's a lot of things that human beings do that are really cool, but it's not at all fathomable. You know, you can't. It's literally apples and you know. And, and planets when describing the intensity of Kedush and yet with that as a background it's bizarre this Gemara and Chulun and this Medrash this Rashi and Sheashirim that Malachim with all of their Kedusha with all of their Tyre with all of their greatness they come and they wait for us to say Kedusha here can you imagine such a thing like you know, why? Why can't they just say Kedusha on their own? Zakhtar B'chayim Brister. The Pshat is as follows. Malachim are great. Malachim are, are phenomenally powerful beings of Kedusha. But there's one thing that they're not. They're not a human being. And because they're not a human being, it's not Shayach the Halacha that ain't Dvarm Shepetusha Pachas Nasara by them. We just learned that there is, in the Gemara and Brachas and elsewhere, you always need a minion of Asara Mishraal, ten bar mitzvah boys. You need an order for the Shechina to be Shaira. 
Malachim, as great as they are, they cannot say Dvarim Shavadusha unless they are mitzarif themselves to our minion of Asara. You can have mamish ten people that can't, can barely daven. Maybe they have our yonim. Maybe they just turned by mitzvah. Maybe they're, you know, just brand new to the religion and they have, it doesn't matter. If they have a halachic din of Asara Yisrael, they can say Dvaram Shabbatusha and a Malach camp. They have to wait for us down here to say Kedusha and they're mitzvah. They could stand in the Ezra's Nashim and be mitzvah the hour minion of Asara and only then are they able to say Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish and Baruch Kvayda Kaimer. Until we say it, they're not able to say it. If let's say Rahman al there was no minyanim taking place today in the world, the Malachim would not be able to say Kaddish, 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 That's what the, 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 the Reb Chaim gives a, it's so, it's such an amazing vart. And Reb Chaim proves it from the Lushainis that we say in Kedusha. He says in Kedusha, what's the Lushan that we say? This is in, in Musaf. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's honor fills the world. Misharsav, Shayalim, Zelazah, Ayeh, Mekan Kibayday. All of the ministering angels are asking, where is the place of his covet? What, what is that? What type of question is that? They don't know where Hashem is. They, don't have, a, they, they have no idea where the Rabbi Shalom is. They're asking each other, Ayeh, Mekan Kibayday. And then, Lu Masam Baruch Yameiro, Opposite them, they say Baruch. What's going on? We say this Kedusha every day. Did anyone ever scratch their head and say, what in the world am I saying? Rav Chaim explains it so gishmak. He says that... He says, The covenant of Hashem fills the world. However, nevertheless, All the angels are asking... I am a time kedusha. Where is the makom of the Rebbeinu Shlom's kavod to say kedusha? Where do we get a minion? The malachim are all desperately scrambling for a minion. Do you know where there's a minion? We need a minion. I am a time kedusha. Misharsav shalom They want to know where is there a minion? Lu masam barchiyameiro. Other mepharshim say lu masam means like. Lumasim opposite one another, they say Baruch. But Chaim says no, he says the Pshad is that Lumas Klai Yisrael, when Klai Yisrael is saying Kedusha, then we have the ability to trigger, we create a matzah of Dvarim Shabbatusha with Asara, and now a Malach who doesn't have a Din Asara, he needs us. So now he's Mitzarif our minion of Asara, and then Rak Oz Baruch, which is Kedusha Yemeru, that's the Malachim. Gives us a little bit of understanding what what what's going on when we're saying kedusha. This kedusha is not stam. This kedusha is an amazing thing. I so I just said this over by an alumni share, and then I I got an email the next morning from one of my talmidim that were there, and he said just a very nice bar. He says, Rabbi, I want you to know that this morning I was saying kedusha by davening, and you know every you put your feet together and you you know you go up with your feet, and like everybody everybody knows because you're supposed to be done with malos. So it makes sense now why you have to be done in the Because it sort of is like we and the Malachim are one. It's like the one time of, of the day that we're actually angelic 
in that we are, we're being mitzvahed together, or better yet, the malachim are being mitzvahed together with us. So we are like, in a way, angelic, and maybe even above angelic, during this one moment in time, during the day that we're saying Kedusha, we're daimel the malach, the malach needs us. We're the matir for the malach to say Kedusha to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And this is something that needs Asara. If it's less than Asara, it doesn't work. You have to have a minion of Asara, the Nikdashti Besoch B'nei Yisrael. I was thinking, why is that? Why do you need Asara B'nei Yisrael? Why does this, why do you need, what's the mile of a minion back to this? Why can't I say Kedusha by myself? Why can't I say Kaddish or, or Baruch or any of these things by myself? I think the answer is that in Parshas Kedushim, which we're also going to lay in the Mitzvah Shem tomorrow, uh, Rashi says that Kedushim Tiyu was the parasha that was said by Hakel. This was the parasha, this is one of the things that they said when Klai Yisrael came together by Hakel. After Shemitah every year, there, every seven years, there was a big gathering of Klai Yisrael, Nashim, Nashim, Betaf, and they would come and the Melech would lay in a Sefer Tairah, and one of the things that he would lay in his parasha's Kedushim, so the Chassam Seifer says an amazing bar. He says, why is Kedoshim Namur Bahakil? So the Chassam Seifer says, because people have different, people in the world have different notions of Kedusha. Lahabdil, like there are monks. Lahabdil, what do they do? They, they take all types of vows on themselves, vows of, you know, celibacy, vows of abstinence, vows of, uh, you know, they, they don't want to be, they, they hide somewhere in a cave in the Himalaya mountains, and they, all they do, they do is fight this day and night, and that's perceived to be, oh, he's a holy person, that's, that's holiness. Holiness is you get as far away from human beings as you can, and you just say, you know, you, you just, you know, just, just commune with the Rabbi Shalom day and night, that's Kedusha. That's not the Jewish definition of Kedusha. The Jewish definition of Kedusha is Parshas Kedushim is Ne'amar Bahakel. When you have a Hakel, you have a gathering of Jews together and you're holy within that gathering. You have a community, you have a society of Jews and you're doing chesed with each other and you relate well one to another, you're davening together, you're learning together, you're giving chizuk to one another, that's the type of kedusha that the Torah considers to be a real kedusha. It's not a kunst to go and just be a hermit and you know go out and hide in the field somewhere and daven all day. The kunst is to be able to have a kesher with the Rebbeinu Shalom, b'hakel, with a community. That's what the Rebbeinu Shalom wants. The Rebbeinu Shalom wants us to have kedusha in, 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 in public, Kedusha in a society at large. And I think that's probably why these Varmsha Kedusha need Asara. Because that's the icker place of Kedusha. Kedusha is not intended to be a, to be a, a, an isolated endeavor, to be something that I do on my own. Kedusha is something that you share. Kedusha is something that that's when you have the minimum Sibur. The minimum Sibur is Asara. We learn that from the Eda is Asara. The minimum Sibur of Asara demands Kedusha. That's that, but less than Asara, it's a great thing. You dive in, you learn, it's, it's wonderful. But it's not, it's not showing the Venekdashi B'Seif B'nei Yisrael. Real Kedusha from a Jewish perspective is one that we do, the Rabbim. We do it together. 
We love each other. We're strengthening each other. We're making it great for each other. And we're taking our community and we are uplifting ourselves closer to Shemayim together. So there is an Indian to be Meiser Nefesh for all mitzvahs, the Chayibahem, every mitzvah. But I think this mitzvah, if there's one mitzvah to choose to really be Meiser Nefesh and have a Chayibahem to go away, it has to be this mitzvah of Tuvarim Shepetusha, which need Asara. And waking up in the morning is a very difficult thing. We know that, and it's, it's one of the harder things that we do all day. But it's something that really requires doing it and doing it even when it takes some serious effort. Sometimes we don't sleep for the whole night. We have a Mishnah, you know, Thursday night. If you deserve it, you get cholent and you wet, you know, and, and it's hard. Friday morning is hard. Sometimes it's hard. Shabbos morning, some people have difficulty waking up. And it is hard. And sometimes it's harder than hard. But there's a din of the Nadashi Basaykh B'nai Yisrael. The Rabbi Islam expects us to say this Kedusha in a minion of Asara. These are things that you can't say. You could daven v'yechidas. You're not supposed to. The, the Mechaber says, Yishtadol, you're supposed to really try your hardest. And there's halachas, exactly how hard you have to try in order to daven v'yechidas. The Mishnabur, in fact, says that people have a fallacy. They think that the real reason why you have to daven with a minion is only for the Dvar Meshav or maybe primarily for the, you know, because you want a Chap Kaddish and a Baruch and a Kedusha, so that's all you need Min Nasara for. So if you, you can come late, as long as you're able to somehow, you know, you know, drive through the, the maze of davening and chap the barucho. And, you know, if I come to, at barucho, okay, I'll miss, I'll miss davening shmene esri with a minion, but at least I'll get barucho, and I'll get some kadeshim in, I'll get, uh, I'll get a kedusha. That's good, that's enough. Mishra says that's a mistake. The, the main reason to daven with the tzibur is to feel a tzibur. You have to come in time in order to be able to be up to shmene when the tzibur is up to shmene right? And daven shmene esri with a minion. That's a bit of feel a tzibur. In addition to that, you also need these things of nekdashti, of Ein Zvam Shabedush Bazum that's true, but feel of Tzibor is primarily in order to dive with a minion, Shemayna Esri. Be that as it may, there is an importance that we have to place on davening with a minion every day. It's no less important, perhaps, than dying on Kiddush Hashem with a minion. You have to live with Kiddush Hashem by going to a minion. And even though it is a mysterious nefesh, but it's something that we have to do. And it's something that the Rebbe Hashem expects, and that's the chaybahem. You have to live with the mitzvahs of the mysterious nefesh to do this mitzvah. And it really is what separates Bnei Torah from maybe not Bnei Torah. There are people, you know, that sometimes they do, they learn until the wee hours of the night, and they miss Minyan the next, the next day, and they think, well, that's justified. And I've heard B'Shem that that's all the Atzas HaYetzer. Sometimes the Yetzirah even uses Taira as a tool to do what's wrong. We think, oh, as long as I'm learning, you know, every, I, have, I, have a, I have a get-out-of-jail-free card, I can do whatever I want. It's not true. A person has to wake up for a minion. That's one of the major things that we do during the day as a year. And you have to have a mysterious knowledge for it. If you have to, if you want to go to sleep late, fine. Just make sure you can wake up for a minion. If you can't wake up for a minion, then go to sleep on time. 
figure out, work backwards, figure out how much time, how much sleep I need. When you're younger, maybe you need more sleep. The cipher says some buffer needs seven hours sleep a night. Some need eight hours sleep a night. Some people need nine hours of sleep a night. You have to know yourself. And whatever you need, you work backwards, and then and then you you go to sleep from 7:45 minus you know X hours, and that's when you have to be in, be in bed. But you don't have an ether to miss minion just because you're learning or you're doing chesed for that matter. Whatever it is, you have to dive in with a minion. That's one of the things of an ekdashim set that you saw needs a mysterious nefesh. I want to bring you three amazing stories just to show a little bit of what Mesiris Nefesh for a minion is. There are people, we talk about Vachai Bahem, there are people that are animated by certain mitzvahs. The Rambam in Pirish Mishnayis, the Abba says that every person should like find the mitzvah that's special to him and that will be his ticket in Tehillim Habba. And many people have their own, but some people are very knocked on, you know, tefillin. Everything is their tefillin. Everything is their tzitzis. Everything is their, uh, you know, the whole year they're working on their sukkah. Their chassidish rabbis, the whole year they're busy with their sukkah. That was, every person knows there's, there's one mitzvah that's my mitzvah. And I have, it, it's mine. And there are people that are very, that their mitzvah is minion. They make it their business come what may. It doesn't matter what happens. I am going to catch a minion. These are people that they call a minion club. It's something you have to be in a cabal. You, you basically join a club that I am going to bleed nether, daven in a minion, any time that it's humanly possible. We are very, you know, I'm, I'll talk for myself, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, not that often, Baruch Hashem, but sometimes... You know, I don't know, you have a chasna, let's say. And, you know, you, you're already, you're in bed already with your pajamas. All of a sudden it dawned on you, wait a minute. I didn't have a mic. Am I the only one that ever happened? You're already in bed, you're in your pajamas, you say creation. All of a sudden you're happy, you didn't, you didn't say my So, what do you do? You get out of bed, if you're really from, you know, you get dressed, you know, in, in, in regular clothing, and you, you dive in a foot mayev and you go back to bed. If you were part of the Minion Club, that wouldn't happen. You would actually go get into your car or walk and find a Minion. Because you're part of the Minion Club. You cannot not dabble. You know, it's not a free pass. I have to dabble with a Minion. I, I have to be obsessively, you know, needing to dabble with a Minion. So I'm going to say three stories that I saw in a book. Quote the book because it's not nice not to. It's called Stories for a Jewish Heart. And there's a chapter that said... It's called the Minion Club, and it brings down two clubs like this. One is in Lakewood, one of them is in Brooklyn. And um, and I'm not going to bring all of the stories, but I'll bring three. One of these people, he's from Lakewood. His name is Simcha Laufer, and he was one of these people that decided, I am going to dive on the Minion every single time. So he lives in Lakewood, and it was already 12 o'clock at night, and he hadn't daven Mayrib yet. No problem, there's a, a shtibo in Lakewood, Satmer, as a shtibo. And that's like a minion factory. That's like it goes, you know, day and night. So he goes to Satmer and he expects to find a minion. It's 12 o'clock at night. But lo and behold, for some reason, there was nobody there. It was like one guy, two guys. There was no chance of getting a minion. Apparently that night, you know, something else was taking place in Lakewood. There was no, they, there was no minion to be had anymore in Lakewood. All the minion in Lakewood are finished. 
But it's 12 o'clock at night. What do I do? So I know what I would do. I'd go home, dive him in and go to sleep. You know, dive him and go to sleep. But he's part of the mini club. So what he did was, he remembered that in Borough Park, on 13th Avenue, there's a, a shtibo, like a world-famous shtibo, and it's been around forever. Like, everything is, like, old there. It's, like, you know, probably an 80-year-old shtibo at least. It's called Shemar Shabbos. Everybody knows in Borough Park, there's a minion called Shemar Shabbos. That's a minion factory. That's, that's a minion factory's minion factory. That's like, you know, it's like the oldest mini factory. Every single, you know, 15 minutes there's a mincha. And every, you know, every half hour, 10 minutes, shafris, and my, there's multiple, you know, upstairs, downstairs, and they have cake, and they have coffee, and they have this, and that. It's, 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 it's a, it's a subway station. It's like mamish, like there's, 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 there's constant action in that place. And they're minyanim all night. Mayrib all night, shafris all after, you know, everything. So, so this Yid by the name of Simcha Laufer says, how could, I, how could I miss Mayim? I'm part of the club. He drives from Lakewood all the way to Borough Park at 12 o'clock at night. I don't know what time he gets there. He gets there like 2 o'clock in the morning, hops to Mayim and drives all the way back. Like He gets back to Lakewood like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. All in order to stay good in this minion club. There's another story. I'm sorry. That his name was Beryl Hassler. The Simcha Laffer had a different story. He is from Brooklyn, and he was a businessman, a successful businessman, and he hired people in his company. That's now to get a job in his company. Is you have to down with me. Normally, bosses give you a hard time if you want to catch a minion like during the day. You want to, you know, go after Minfa like they roll their eyes. His hakpada is you cannot work for me unless you go and leave me, go daven mincha, maya, whatever you need to do, you have to go to minyanim. He's crazy about minyanim. So one time he was doing a deal in Buffalo. He had a big business meeting in Buffalo, and he was, uh, and, uh, and he had a trip, he had a, a flight back to New York, back, I guess, let's say to LaGuardia, JFK, and he was going to have no problem getting to Brooklyn for a minyan for mincha. But there was some delays, and he was not able to arrive in Brooklyn. So he was instead he 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 rearranged the flight quickly to Newark. Okay, so he had a flight to Newark, but the flight was getting delayed and delayed. There was rain; it was delayed, and so he wasn't going to be able anymore to drive when he when he when he gets into Newark. He wasn't going to be able to drive back to New York or to anywhere in New Jersey in time for a minion. So what he did was, he called, he was together with somebody else, so there were two people. He called a friend and said he should go and find eight people, come to Newark Airport, and I'll pay you each $100. $800 he was willing to pay in order to catch one single solitary mincha because he didn't want to miss it. And so his flight lands in Newark very, very late, and he calls and says, New, where are you? There was terrible traffic. And so they were stuck in traffic, and Shia was about to come. He says, where are you? What exit are you near? He says, get off at that gas station. He jumped into a cab. He sped to that gas station. From There wasn't traffic in the other direction. And he met them right before Shia was able, was able to hop a minion for Mincha. 
He paid $800. The story goes that he had a building in Florida. He owned real estate. And he, was a, he had a building down in Florida that wasn't being used for anything. It was like a loser building. Like nobody, he couldn't fill it up. And it was a shot. just like a, he says like a few days after this Misa, he spent $800. There was like a hurricane in Florida. And the government needed like a headquarters, like to, to set up shop, FEMA or whatever, in order to, you know, in order to be there on the ground. And they needed a building. They found that this guy from Brooklyn had a building there. And they, they rented that building from him for $80,000. So that 800, he saw it as Ashtafa, $800 investment for a mincha netted him an $80,000 rental. There's another person. Also, was Meister Nefesh. Um, by doing the following, he had a five-day. He had to make a five. This is Simchalafa. I keep. I, I can't even remember my notes. It's, I wrote it like very, very small. I don't even know what it's called. But if any one of those three guys are listening, please be mindful of me. I don't know who you are, but you know, the Simchalafa is the one with the LL ticket. He wanted to fly to Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to fly to Eretz Yisrael. And so he checks out the flights. So Elal was $1,249. And there was a Swiss Air flight for $649. The only problem with the Swiss Air flight is that there was a four-hour stopover in Zurich. And he would not be able to catch a Myriv. So instead of going Swiss Air and missing Myriv, he spent an extra $600 and he went out loud in order to be able to, to catch Marev with a minion. These are a few of the many, many stories that exist out there. People that have a v'chaibahem. It's a v'nikdash, there's a v'nikdash in, in death. You need a minion of Asara when you die. But there's a v'nikdash in life also. There's a v'nikdash to Yisrael in Israel that it's varam shebedusha is not pachas me'asara. You have to be meiser nefesh for minion. Minion is a hard thing. It's very hard to dabble in a minion sometimes. Sometimes you're just not in the mood. You're very far away. You don't want to, you know, you don't, you want to go on a vacation. It's always a difficult thing. You go on vacation, you know, where should you go? Where should you go? You know, so should, you could go here, you can go there. So some people say, I want to go to a nice place. And if I get a minion, that's a bonus. Other people say, my primary thing of where to choose a vacation spot is the minyanum. If it happens to be nice, that, that's irrelevant. That's secondary to the minyanim. That's also mysterious nefesh. But this is what we're talking about when we lay in these parshas, Afrahamites, Kedashim, Emmar, all these parshas are dealing with Kedusha all of a sudden. We have to realize that we are a Madrega sometimes beyond Malachim. But the reason why, if we have anything going for us over these great Malachim in terms of Kedusha, it's the fact that we have the ability to make nefesh. Malachim, it's not a chiddush. Malachim know the Rebbeinu Shalom. They don't have that question even in their minds: should I or shouldn't I? They have a mission. They're robots. They know the Rebbeinu Shalom. They they kaviyachal. They could perceive him better than we can. There's no. It's like you know. It's like do I want to stick my hand in fire or not? So you know, a Malach sees the fire. He doesn't want to stick his hand. There's, no, there's not a shayla. We don't see the fire, so we don't really, you know, we don't believe it. So, or sometimes we don't believe it, or we choose not to believe it when we don't want to believe it. And so we're more, 
able to make decisions, quote unquote. But this mysterious nefesh is what gives us the kedusha. The v'nikdashti b'sefnei Yisrael comes from the fact that you're meisir nefesh in death and in life. That's what gives us the power of kedusha. Kedusha is when we are not looking at everything as being a temptation, but rather we climb above that and we say, no, 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 this is what needs to be done. This is what I have to do. And just like by the Nikdashti, in death, you have to do it, there's no choice. When it comes to the Nikdashti in life, to get a minion, Vamsha, Bikdusha, Tzilabit, Sibor, these are things that we shouldn't look at it like we have Rishas. If we look down at Rishas, we already lost the battle. Because if it's, yeah, yeah, Nishnish, then it's probably Nishnish. But if it's going to be something that you're, like in this minion club, that you're going to be macabre on yourself, all of us, that whenever we can come up with, we're really going to make that extra effort to go and to do. That's something that's, that's uniquely human. It's something uniquely Jewish. And it's something that this is the charge of every Yid, of the Chaybahem. You have to live and do the mitzvahs with as much, much mysterious nefesh as you can. And based on this mysterious nefesh is where not only the schar comes from in Eilam Haba, but in this world, the Kedusha and the closeness that we feel towards the Rabbi Yisham, towards the Zabayda, all stems from the ability that we have to invest our personal mysterious nefesh into these such mitzvahs. Have a wonderful Shabbos.